0: well good morning everybody well i'm in church this morning and i hope you're all keeping safe and well and uh, i send my love to you all on what i hope is a lovely day because when the day this is being recorded it's been very hot and very lovely so i hope it is on sunday too well as christians we can learn so much of the way God wants his creation to conduct their way of life. We learn from the Old Testament patriarchs and the prophets, members of the early church, the apostles, and the lives of Christian men and women down the ages. In the church, we have a yearly calendar of festival days, celebrating the Holy Spirit at work in many different ways in the lives of people of different races and different upbringings. We probably do not celebrate them all in the same way, or we may not even have heard of many of them, but their examples have encouraged and inspired Christians over the past 2000 years. Well, last Tuesday, the church celebrated the feast day of St. Peter and St. Paul. Now, Paul was born in Tarsus, which was an important town in what is now known as Southern Turkey. He was a Jew belonging to the tribe of Jeb Benjamin. His family was very prosperous and rich. We're told that his trade was one of tent making, which also was a very prosperous trade in those days. Well, as a young man, he went to study the faith in Jerusalem from the well-known Pharisee teacher, Gamaliel. He was a very religious young man in the Jewish faith but truly hated those who had followed Jesus. You may remember how he looked on while well, that young Stephen was stoned to death because of his commitment to Jesus. Well, soon after that, Saul, as he was called then, agreed to travel to the town of Damascus. Many of the Christians, after Stephen was martyred, fled in fear of their own lives to other towns, including Damascus. And there he hoped to arrest the Christians and return them to trial in Jerusalem. I'm sure we all remember so well. As he traveled that road, he was struck by a flash of lightning and he fell off his horse to the ground. And there the Lord himself came and spoke to him. So why, why do you persecute me? When he got up, he was obviously very shaken, and he was blind. And as he lay there quite helpless, the Lord spoke to him in some miraculous way. The voice and the words made him think deeply about what he was doing with his own life. His sudden blindness meant he had to be led to the city, and there he stayed for a while. And the Lord sent a devout follower, Ananias, to visit Saul, who stayed with him, and talked with him, and then baptized him. It was actually a few years before Saul could actually go and minister to the Gentile world. As a convert to Christianity from the Jewish faith, and being so well known, Saul had a very challenging time ahead of him. Escaping the very angry Jewish believers and authorities, so he returned to Tarsus, and there, seven years later, it was that St. Barnabas came with instructions from the Lord to persuade Saul to go back with him to Jerusalem to assist with the great mission that Jesus had left his disciples with. Paul, as we know, he was now called left to commence his well-known missionary journeys, telling the Gentiles of Jesus' love and compassion. He found in many church fellowships in the big cities and towns. And in his teaching, he proclaimed Jesus, who by, by now he knew well, and the difference that knowing Jesus had made to his life. To the pagan world where he had been sent, He talked of Jesus as the Lord and conqueror of all forces of evil, especially at that time, the deliverance from the demonic powers of which people of the ancient world were so aware of, and also to teach them the truth that there is only one God, because many gods were worshipped in those times. Paul preached repentance, faith, and commitment, And this tough work for Paul as well as for Peter and the rest of the apostles required great courage, determination, energy, and complete dedication. Paul, wherever he went apparently, always found work with payment so as not to be a burden to anyone else. Peter, a different story to be told. Simon was his name when he first met Jesus, and he was a Galilean fisherman, sharing his boat with brother Andrew and their friends, James and John. He loved his work very much. He lived an ordered and predictable life. Simon was married, and in his busy life after Jesus had risen and commissioned his disciples to go into the world and preach the gospel, His wife joined him in his missionary work. Simon was just a very ordinary man, going about his daily life when his world was changed. His brother Andrew had met Jesus and spent time listening to him, and he had made his decision to follow him. He wanted Simon, his brother, to meet him too. On meeting Simon, Jesus said, You are Simon, but you will now be called Peter Cephas, which is Peter, meaning a rock. Peter did follow Jesus, probably the most prominent disciple of his. He may well have been Jesus's best friend, as it would be put today. He became the leader of the apostles after Jesus's death. And if I had a favourite apostle, I think it would have to be Peter because we know quite a lot about him. Sometimes we read how he acted on impulse to be corrected by Jesus. Many of us do and say things that afterwards we regret. Yes, he denied knowing Jesus. How many times in our everyday life do we do that? I wonder. Times when we could have spoken out for what is right. Sometimes when we could have joined discussions about situations in the world, realizing that there is a message to proclaim here, and we walk away. Yes, Peter ran away from Jesus and left him to die. Wonder, would you have stayed around if your friend was being brutally killed by people who hated you all? I guess not. A picture in church once that the children had drawn from Sunday clubs. It was the picture of the cross and the children had all put their footprints on it. How near to the cross that they felt they would be. I would sit and look at it and think. I don't think mine would have been there. I would be afraid of being arrested. I might have been afraid of even being known as his friend. But Peter afterwards had the courage and I think that he knew Jesus so well that he knew Jesus would understand, which I'm sure he did. We can deny him daily by the way we think. Remember, Jesus knows our thoughts as well as our deeds. A bit difficult to comprehend and certainly not something we want to think about too much. No one else can know our thoughts We can deceive each other, but we cannot deceive God. We deny him daily in things, big or small, that we say and do. But despite all those things, Jesus absolutely loved Peter. He loved Paul, even though Paul persecuted his dearest friends and really hated them. God still loved them both so very much. And Jesus trusted them to build a church fellowship on earth after he had returned to heaven. Jesus's love is so very wonderful. But remember one thing, both these apostles had at some stage to make the decision themselves to turn to Jesus and to follow his way of life. Paul's was a complete turnaround of his lifestyle. There was much in his life that needed to change. He had to realize that Jesus, the person he had violently denied, was really the truly long promised Messiah of his childhood faith, who had spoken and challenged him to a different life. This could not have been at all comfortable or easy for Paul to accept, but he listened to the Lord. And he listened to other Christians around him and decided to follow the calling of Jesus. That is the message Paul had to listen to and the one that changed his life completely. Many Christians are like Peter. They hear the message at home or school and many are taken to a place of worship and join Christian organizations. They grow in the faith, which deepens as they have fellowship with other Christians. They read and are inspired by their Bible reading and the books written by others sharing their faith. They walk their lives in the presence of Jesus as they consult and talk to him in prayer. That is just how Peter grew in the faith. And because of his love for Jesus, his commitment to his Lord, his obedience and his tremendous faith, it enabled him to be the rock. On which Jesus said he would build his church here on earth. A very ordinary person, just as we all are. He heard the call in a different way to Paul. He heard the Lord, the Lord say, Follow me, and that he did. And in both these lives, we can see the power of lives transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. They both preach the gospel. And they wrote letters to the different young churches they had established. Letters of encouragement, explaining the values of life to the young believers. Sometimes words of discipline and reproach. But those writings and teachings are still available for us to read and learn from today. They're still very relevant and still the words that will help and guide each of us on our Christian pilgrimage. The challenge for us today, as we remember the lives and work of Paul and Peter, have we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, which both of them did? Have we committed our lives in whatever we are doing to live as a follower, a disciple of his? Today, being a follower of Jesus needs a great deal of courage, determination, energy, and complete dedication as it did for those first followers. Peter and Paul were both martyred at the finish of their earthly lives, and hopefully none of us would have that experience. But Paul encourages us in his his letters to be faithful unto death, and we too will then inherit eternal life. Surely nothing could be more precious and meaningful to us today than to have the assurance of a place in heaven that that choice is ours Amen